buy it right or don't buy it all. And biggest thing I'd say is two rules. Rule number one, always look for win-wins. Rule number two, I'm not a victim. Best ever listeners, before we jump into today's episode, got two questions for you. And this is for my fix and flippers out there. One, are your financing costs eating away your bottom line? And two, Are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by reducing your loan payments to the bank or private lender? Of course you are, right? You're always looking to maximize the potential of your deal. So here's a solution. We got a solution for you through the crowdfunding platform, Patch of Land. If you're a loyal best ever listener, you know Patch of Land. They've been on the show many times. They've sponsored the show many times. They're back for more because they love you. They want to help you out. They want to add value to your life. And here's how they're going to do it. They have a solution to your financing issue of financing costs eating away from your bottom line, and they want to help you reduce your loan payments to the bank. So here we go. Patch of Land offers a fix and flip loan program that only charges interest on the funds that have been dispersed as opposed to the traditional model of lenders charging interest on the whole loan amount at the beginning. You save a lot of money this way, and it can be misleading when you get your terms quoted to you by the lender at a particular rate if they charge all the interest up front versus upon distributions. Patch of Land's got a document that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper to educate yourself on questions you should ask the lender. Regardless if you go with Patch of Land, you've got to get this document to educate yourself on the questions to ask your lender to make sure you're getting the best financing terms. The documents at patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. That's patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Patch of Land, they can close in as little as seven days and they can help you through this program save thousands of dollars on your deals, make more money, and uh, have a better business and grow your fix and flip business. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today, Tim Rode. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Well, my pleasure and nice to have you on the show, my friend. A little bit about Tim. He is a real estate investor. And he's a life coach at One Fully Lived. He's the founder of One Fully Lived and the co-founder of GoBundance. I got some friends in that group. He has sold real estate for approximately 18 years and sold over 2,500 homes during that period. He's based in California. With that being said, Tim, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. I am the founder of It's One Life Fully Lived and also one of the founders of GoBundance. Got off to a late start in life, found my niche selling real estate, sold a lot of homes from 25 to 40. I think what I did different than most is is we really focused on defense. A lot of people don't look at what's going out every month. And we looked at what's going in. How can I have more money coming in, increase our offense? How can I live within my means, play good defense? And then how can I take what's left over and invest it wisely? And I did a pretty good job of that. And I was able to retire from working at 40 and then was kind of a ski bum for 10 years, just doing what I call getting the goods in the woods and kind of doing less investing and more switching over to what I call water skiing and others wake, let them do all the work. And I just invest in what they do. And that freed up my time. So I was able to do what I love best. 
and that's help others find their best path. And we do that through One Life Fully Lived, and on a mastery level, we do that in GoBundance. You mentioned really focused on defense. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. What I find is a lot of people make a lot of money, and what they don't do as much is as their income's increasing, really focus on what's going out. And a lot of them have leakage. A good example is I coached a lady who made a million a year for 15 years. And I coached her three years after she'd made all that money and she had little to show for it. And I coached another that made like six, 700,000 a year and spent somewhere between 500,000 and 800,000. She just wasn't sure. And when she met with me, she brought up this big old paper bag of all of her receipts. Like I was going to go through her receipts and figure out where her money went. And they just don't look at where their leakage is. And then consequently, two things happen. They don't get anywhere. And when the downturn comes and they have a lot of debt, they're not able to downsize quickly and be nimble and manage themselves when the, when the market inevitably turns. When someone like that comes to you, what's the process that you work with them on? First thing is taking an analysis of where they are, just stopping and looking at what's coming in, what's going out, what's left to invest. The best thing for this is Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game. Have you played that, Joe? Are you familiar I with think, that? Well, I'm definitely familiar with it. I think I've played it. I know I've seen it so much. I feel like I've played it if I haven't. So in that game and in GoBundance, our mission is to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track. And I told you I was able to retire at 40 and be a ski bum. That's what it was for me. That's what I'd love to do. And everybody has dreams of what they want to do, but few ever get the opportunity to do that because they're not doing what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in that game. And that's have your passive income outstretch what it costs you to live on a monthly basis. And when that happens, you're free to do what you want. So I'm sure for your listeners, a lot of them are either buying investments, flipping homes, trying to get that road of financial freedom. The piece that I tell most of the people I know that want to get there is watch your defense. And like I said, the first piece starts with an audit of where you are and then look at where can you increase your income streams, how can you invest wisely, and how can you avoid critical mistakes that I saw a lot of people make around 2006, 2008 and get wiped out. What are some of those mistakes that you saw take place and then what do you do to mitigate that risk from it happening? I think one thing is, is to track trends. And to just look at, like I was a real estate investor in the Central Valley of California, and in 1997, there was very, very little inventory, and I could tell our market was just about to take a turn because I could see an increase in the amount of buyers looking to buy. And then around 2005, it was just crazy there was no inventory whatsoever and everyone was looking to buy. So in 97, there was tons of inventory with no buyers and all of a sudden you could just see some buyers trickling in and the market starting to change. And that's when I went on a buying spree and was pretty active for about eight or nine years. And then we had the foresight to sell right at the top 
in 2006 and make some exchanges into triple net lease properties and easy to manage cash flow properties. And that kind of set me up to where I am today, where when the downturn came, I didn't have to worry about it, but I saw people not heeding the warning signs. And even when things were already dipping, borrowing more money to buy more on the dip and it didn't turn out too good. That actually is a perfect segue into the question I was going to ask you next. And that is, when you were 40 and you spent the next 10 years as a ski bum after you retired, specifically what investments were paying for you to go be a ski bum? My old real estate office is rented out to Enterprise Rent-A-Car on a triple net lease. I have a, a building leased AutoZone. I started a syndicate with three of my friends, David Osborne, Pat Hyben, and I were the ones that started Abundance, And then our good friend, Andrew Cushman, we started a syndicate buying apartments in the South called DAP and subsequently bought, I think, 12 or 13 apartment complexes down there. So all of my investments are either passive or I'm investing in other people's, like I invest a lot in my buddy David Osborne's bad debt funds and things like that, that where they're doing all of the work. And candidly, I spend about three to 5% of my time on investing. I don't work except my work is my nonprofit, One Life Fully Lived, and that's where I put the bulk of my time and energy and what I call getting the goods in the woods. I live in the mountains on three acres and got a big old mountain called Riker Peak in my backyard and spend a lot of time going up and down that and playing disc frisbee. And this morning I was out ice skating on the river. So these are the fruits of things when you're younger and discipline. And my saying is, if you want the goods, you got to do the shoulds. That is true. I like that philosophy. And the approach that you take, as you mentioned, investing in other people's funds or the work that they're doing, then you're a passive investor and you let them go do the work. And then you're receiving the fruits of their labor as they are as well. So how do you identify the deals that you will passively invest in? First of all, I want to say for anybody that's in the trenches and working hard today and you're on your way, this is kind of like the step three of all this. Step one is increase your income and do that audit I was talking about so you see where you are. Step two is getting in the game and hitting singles and doubles and every now and then a grand slam. And I'd love to talk about one deal I did back in the day that turned $6,000 into 6000 When you're in the trenches and you're working hard and you're in your 20s, 30s, and for some of you, even your 40s, and some of you, even your 50s, candidly, the best thing you can do is do the work yourself and be in the trenches. There's nobody you should trust more than yourself. That said, the people that I invest in are seasoned investors that I know, like, and trust, and I know they know what they're talking about, and I know they know what they're doing by their track record. So I look at 100 packages every year of people that want me to invest in their deals, and I do do some things, and I do some notes for some other friends on their investments, but they're typically somebody that's right in my circle that I've gotten to know, I've gotten to watch, and I see that they're going to be there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Is that the main thing for you? The trust factor and the comfort level with the individual? Yeah, I'd say the three things are the trust factor, comfort level. That's the same in my book pretty much. But what's their talent and then what's their vehicle? 
if you have somebody that's super sharp but is fishing in the wrong place, California is a really tough place to invest in now where I live. So most of the stuff we're doing is like apartments in the south. And as I said, David's bad debt fund is stuff all over the country. But they can be smart and talented and in the wrong place at the wrong time and still lose money. So I think timing has a lot to do with all this also. Let's talk about that deal that you mentioned, $6,000 to turn it into $6,000 a month. This was when I was listing and selling real estate and just transitioning into a realtor. And it was also during a time in Northern California when things were going kind of nuts. There was a time frame between 97 and 2005 where things pretty much quadrupled. So I think it was around 2001, I bought a property that somebody called me over and just wanted enough so they could buy a new home. So I gave them $6,000, took over their loan, subject to, started making the payments on it, held it for about a year and a half. Our market had increased and I'd bought it under value. And right around about a year and a half later, I saw a piece of land in the path of growth right near I-5, which runs from Mexico to Canada. And it ran right through me in Lathrop, California. And I knew that there was a new Hampton Inn coming in. I was tracking the trends in our area. I'm reading the paper. I'm seeing what's coming in. I'm seeing what's new stuff. And I saw a property that had sat there for some time right near I-5. And it wasn't worth it, wasn't worth it, wasn't worth it. And all of a sudden, it was undervalued because a Hampton Inn was coming in and a commercial strip center on the other side of it. So bottom line is I bought it for three sixty. I took the property that I had paid 6000 down I turned that into 120,000, used that as my down payment on the 360 and sold that three years later for a million 80. And I took that property that I sold for a million 80 and I exchanged it for my auto zone in Knoxville, Tennessee, which brings me in 6,000 a month. So in two steps, I bought the house for 6,000 down and I took the 120 I made out of that house and bought the property for three sixty that I sold for a million eighty, and then actually there were three steps. And by doing that, took the six thousand into six thousand a month for twenty plus years. That's what you can do with real estate that you can't do with many other investments. What's a deal that you've done that's flopped? My two biggest mistakes aren't that flopped; they're deals I didn't do. And one of them I had in escrow was a 25-unit apartment complex. And it was right during that time frame when everything was going up. And I was really busy. And I'm selling a lot of real estate. And I'm buying a lot. And I had this 25-unit under contract. And it wouldn't appraise. And I was close to my 30-day contingent period. And I went to the seller and asked her if she'd carry back 10% more because I was having trouble getting a loan. And the thing is, is I had the extra 10%. I was just busy and didn't really think about it. And she said, no, why don't you back out? We have another buyer. And I backed out. And I think I was buying it for like a million and it was probably worth 3 million within a few years. So that was one. And another one was the piece of property I own right near the freeway. I owned it for like seven years. I sold it. I took back a note on it. And six months after I sold it, I looked up and there's a freaking billboard on it. <laughs> and yeah, so I have a note with the guy and I ask him, all right, give me the news. How much did you pay and how much does it bring in? It cost him 60000 and he made 2500 per side. Mm. So I would have made my money back in a year and then had the income coming in for 
<laughs> Perpetude. So honestly, I, I haven't made too many mistakes with real estate, knock on wood. But those That didn't two- sound like wood, that sounded like glass. Oh, I had a, a bowl on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very good ears, Joe. But those two really stuck in my craw. And it's good to have stuff like that, that, that your mistakes that you analyze, and those keep you from making the next mistake. Mm-hmm. What about on a transaction? What's a mistake you've made on an actual transaction that you either lost some money or lost some time outside of those two things where it's missed opportunity, but something more that hits to the bottom line? I sold a lot right at the right time. I I would say jumping back in heavily in 2009, 2010 up here in Reno, Nevada, if I would have, how can I put it? If I would have worked, just got off my butt and worked a bit, I could have done really well. There was a lot of opportunity there and all over the country, actually. So I've just chosen to not play full out in that realm. Okay. Still a missed opportunity, not necessarily a tactical mistake, but I'll let you off on that one. We'll keep on rolling. If you think of a tactical mistake you've made on maybe a transaction where you lost money on a bottom line. Okay, I can think of one. The same place I didn't put the billboard, I was the agent when I bought it, and I missed that all six units were on one meter. So I was going to have to pay their electric bill. Yeah, that one was big. So, and and what's funny is I told myself, I, my wife said, how could this happen? I said, I know if I wasn't my agent, I'd sue me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That was is, a is there a way that she could have sued you? <laughs> she did. <No. laughs> I'm just what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Get in the game. Run your hits out. You're always looking. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're looking for what's wrong. And then if you don't find it, pull the trigger. But I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then if I find something that takes me out, I'm out. A couple others is buy it right or don't buy it all. And biggest thing I'd say is two rules. Rule number one, always look for win-wins. Rule number two, I'm not a victim. I'm going to do my homework. And please don't try to scam me because why would you? I'm going to offer so much value to you. I'm going to find you more than a win-win. But when you guys are out there analyzing stuff, rule number one is always look for a win-win, maybe in a partnership, maybe in a deal. But really do your homework and think, I'm not a victim. I'm going to do all my homework and make sure everything's on the up and up. Good philosophies for life as well. Yep, yep. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Boom. Let's go, Joe. All right. Let's do it. First, though, let's hear from our best ever partners. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got a document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper. They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff. To identify the best loan terms, go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com. Okay, Tim, best ever book you've read? Richest Man in Babylon. I've read it 15 times. It's my financial Bible. 
what's one takeaway that you got from it that you apply towards your business or life? I just love how they had the community in ancient Babylon where all the wise people come together. And whether you're a master or whether you're a slave, everybody learns from each other. And that's the community we've created with One Life Fully Live. Best ever deal that you've done that's not your first and not your last? Buying a piece of land right outside of town, not the one I described that I bought for 50 grand and sold for 1.2 over like 10 year period. Did you do anything to it? No. I actually just held on to it, and it was land in the path of growth. And that goes back to studying trends. They put in a new wing of the hospital that backed up to my property, and its ship came in. It was just mm. kind of waiting for it to come. Wow. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Well, anybody that knows me knows that I run a charity called One Life Fully Lived. I probably work 60 hours a week on it. And what's the mission of the charity? To help people dream, plan, and live their best lives, our target is 12 to 21-year-old inner city kids. And we by having workshops and conferences, we have one with Robert Kiyosaki coming up in 2018, where he's going to be with 25 of us helping us. Robert Kiyosaki, David Osborne, and Garrett Gunderson helping people increase their cash flow and play the real estate game better so we can help inner city kids get theirs. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on or get in touch with you? Join the One Life community on Facebook. That's the number one, One Life, all one word, One Life community on Facebook. Check out onelifefullylive.org and our YouTube channel. And then you can get a hold of me at tim at timroad.com. Tim, thank you for being on the show and talking about your approach to investing in life in general. The three steps that you laid out regardless where we're at step one if it's beginning then first do an audit of your expenses going out the door figure that out and then increase your income then two hit singles doubles and sometimes grand slams you certainly described a couple grand slams that you've hit and then three get into the passive aspect of things and then you talked about what you look for as a passive investor in terms of the deal valuation and the sponsor valuation. So thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate it. And go get them, listeners. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at com.